How's the Bite? I'm Ken Root along with Bob Urban. Bob is the proprietor of Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the Big Walleye. We have crossed into December now, Bob. I know there's fishing going on. I know there's ice fishing on the way, and I know there's deer season. So what's the clientele coming into the store this morning? This morning's a little mixed, Ken. We have Jamie's Landing 615. He is staying open. He wants guys to come out there and fish for walleye saugers. The bite has been a little bit slower now that our water temperature is really close to the mid-30s. We're forming ice on the backwaters. We're not safe to fish anywhere ice fishing. I'd say probably anywhere in Iowa right now is struggling with the warmer temperatures forming ice. We're at an inch and a half of ice, Ken, and I don't think we'll be making any on the backwater. I did a pond stock with minnows yesterday. The ponds are still at an inch and a half. So we had to break some ice to get those minnows into the pond to feed those fish for the winter. Some guys like doing that. So we did that, and that's pretty much what we're at. I would say our focus this week is with the rest of the state is just on those deer in that first season deer uh, season coming up tomorrow morning, selling a bunch of tags, a bunch of deer slugs, a bunch of 350, 450 ammo um, that they can use now. Um, and just kind of that event, I'd say everybody's getting amped up for that, the food, the, the party that they have, and then just the camaraderie around um, for oh, season yeah. deer. We are uh, at a time that many people consider one of the most uh, sacred seasons of the year, one of the most uh, holy holidays of the beginning of deer season and, and all of the rituals that those families have. We should get a few of them to tell us all that they do that, also includes deer hunting, but you have a few other things. Let's tidy up here. What's the situation on the ramp there at the lower end of Guttenberg? I just went down to check it out. They have it closed out yesterday. Um, it looks like they're going to be finishing that up here this week. Not a lot of boats using it. There was probably five, six boats out yesterday while I fishing at the dam, and they're using landing 615 in the DNR ramp for those access points. We'll have another week of good fishing and, and ramp accessibility, and I'll keep us posted on that on Facebook when that ramp opens up. But it looked like they were starting to finish up that project. I didn't want to get down there and, and get any closer. It was all closed off, so I, I kept my distance. But it looks like uh, Chick Fry is going to have that project wrapped up here shortly. That is good. We've got a couple of features coming up for you that are interesting and colorful. The One of them is on CWD, this chronic wasting disease in deer. And hunters, we went to a good source, so we're going to go to DNR and talk about that in a moment. We also uh, have a romantic conclusion here uh, as far as how Tanner Spidell, excellent kayak and canoe fisherman, trout fisherman, is maybe going to propose to his girlfriend, who looks like she's got yes written on her forehead. So I think we're okay with this. And Bob is going to give, what, a St. Croix rod to the winners? Yeah, this is this is all you. Um, this is all your idea. <laughs> I'm just I'm just standing here. I apologize to Tanner a bunch, but, uh, no, they're definitely out fishing and hunting and doing a ton of stuff together. So we had, a, we had somebody share, actually quite a few people share their stories on how they did it. Five years ago, the, one, the guy that won it, actually, the St. Croix rod actually went through detail on how he did it. So this was, All right. this actually happened. All right, Bob, let's talk uh, deer first. And uh, everybody's interested in deer season, but unfortunately we've got a chronic wasting disease 
that's in every mammalian species, I guess, but it showed up in deer in Iowa over the last 10 years. It's an ugly thing because you don't really know whether the deer has it until you test them. We've been through this on cattle, and I worked this very strongly as a farm broadcaster back at the beginning of the century. It's pretty much behind us now in that industry, although the amount of testing continues to make sure that it doesn't pop up again. It's not something so far that humans can get by eating the deer meat. But I think you need to understand a few more things about it before we really say that, you know, no matter what you shot, you should go ahead and process it or eat it. You need to hear this first. Uh, Kyle Frommel uh, with the DNR, he was in one day and talking about what he did. And then he fishes a lot, so he comes into the store. And I just wanted to have him talk about what's been going on and what he's doing this weekend. And he'll, he'll be just as busy as the game wardens, those wildlife guys. So interested to hear what he had to say to you. Tell me, as we go into this fall uh, shotgun season, we'll have a couple of them, the first one just a few days away. If you have any concern of the number of deer that have been showing up with uh, chronic wasting disease and uh, the, the difficulties of that. We really haven't seen a whole lot of actual mortality from the disease thus far. We are starting to see a few now as we are getting further along with having it on the landscape. 2013 was the first year that it showed up in Iowa, in Alamakee County. And since then, we've had um, quite a few more pop up in Alamakee and surrounding counties. Specifically in northeast Iowa, we now have it in Winnesheet, Alamakee, Clayton, Fayette, Dubuque, and Jackson counties. So we're 10 years from the original positive, and it has shown to spread at a somewhat fast rate. Is there any way, Kyle, that uh, the hunter could tell if the deer has this uh, either before it's harvested or after? On the hoof, no. Um, unless it is showing clinical signs of actually being um, very sick or, uh, you know, emaciated slash skinny, uh, you know, disoriented, um, just would look like an animal that's very, very sick. Those are signs that we can look at, and we always try to be in contact with hunters slash landowners um, that come across these animals. And we try to put them down and get samples out of them because especially if it's in an area where we know we've had CWD, those are generally ones that we really like to try to get tested and sampled. The vast majority of deer that we have tested that come back positive look perfectly fine. Um, Chronic wasting disease, it takes many months up to a year and a half, two years before a deer would actually start showing real signs and would actually succumb to the disease and die. Um, But like I said, we're starting to see that now being in the areas where we've had it on the ground the longest, like up in Alamakee and Clayton, where we're actually, we're calling target deer, deer that are called in that are sick that we go look at and put down, or they might have already died by the time we get there and get tests out of them. And we're starting to see a handful of those now. And uh, in the future, that's probably only going to become more common as the disease has shown that it'll stay here for a while. And really no way of getting rid of it at this point besides testing as much as possible. 
Kyle, for the hunter who harvests the deer, who looks fine, um, are there parts of that animal just as protection in that area of the state that you should not consume? So the first step would be to get your deer tested, you know, in order to figure out whether it has CWD. There's no way of telling by looking at it. Iowa DNR staff, including myself, will be out during the first season, shotgun season. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners are probably avid hunters that have seen us going around to shotgun hunting groups. Um, we work with taxidermists to get um, heads for sampling that way also. In regards to knowing whether the meat is safe, you know, it's not a, a meat test that we're doing. It's a surveillance for us to figure out where the disease is on the landscape. Um, but yes, hunters can get them tested and they have the ability to look up the results using the registration number if they uh, supply it to us when we enter the samples. And in regards to the meat, if it were to come back positive, the CDC does not recommend eating deer that has come back positive with CWD. That is at the hunter's discretion whether they want to follow that or not. Ultimately, it's up to the hunter. You know, they shot it, they bought the tag, and they can make the decision what they want to do with that. We will for sure work with the hunter that has a positive deer and work with getting rid of it if they do not want it. There has been no proof of that with deer crossing over to humans yet. You know, the verdict's still out. We're still learning a lot. I tell hunters that ask the same question is, you don't want the disease named after you being the that wrong person that were to eat a deer that's CWD positive. So, you know, when in doubt, throw it out. If you have any reason to think that you, you know, you don't want to eat it, that's probably the best thing to do. But yes, no, there there has not been any proof of it transferring over to humans from eating CWD positive deer. What about the test? Can you get it done at a, a locker plant or how do you go about getting a deer tested to make sure? So contacting your local wildlife staff would be the first step, um, especially, you know, we, we sample deer throughout the whole deer season. If hunters want to reach out prior to shotgun, shotgun is when shotgun first season shotgun is when we put the most effort in to getting a deer. We have quotas across all the counties in Iowa. Some of them are greater, especially if they're in areas that have CWD or um, have a high probability of having it show up. Um, anywhere along the Mississippi River, as I stated earlier with the counties, you know, those from New Alvin all the way down to Bellevue, you know, every county within that has a CWD positive of, of, to some degree. Um, Al McKee and Clayton have the most and the other ones are a little bit less but you know as as the years continue we're finding more and more and more and this they're dispersing more and more within those counties to review this uh, if you shoot a deer that's questionable call the conservation officers for dnr and uh go with what they can do if you feel suspect in any way don't eat the deer there is no link to humans as far as uh, contracting the disease. Uh, and so from that, you can make your own choices. Is that fairly good? So just a couple things, you know, in regards to how can we help slow the spread. Providing a sample from hunters providing samples to DNR staff is very important for us to figure out where the disease in the state and where it's going to slash dispersing. Um, a few other things would be 
minimize baiting as much as possible, especially mineral licks. You know, those congregate deer and con- concentrate them on a single food source. And if it's in an area, especially in areas where CWD is found, but as we found with the disease, it has a great tendency of popping up for no rhyme or reason sometimes in some weird places. So you never really know where it's going to be. So it's just a good practice to to minimize baiting as much as possible. And another thing would be to minimize the dis- carcass disposal across the landscape. If you harvest the deer in an area, um, trying to get rid of it locally or in a landfill instead of dispersing them across the landscape. Um, those are two things that would be very beneficial that, you know, everybody that hunts can do. You know, we want to keep Iowa uh, a great deer hunting state, and those are a couple things that we could do to try to help the cause. Kyle, thank you very much for your time and your expertise. We do appreciate it, and may you have a uh, a safe season as you uh, go into the first gun season and second one in December of this year. Thank you. You have a good one too, sir. So, Bob, that's uh, what uh, the official DNR position is, and uh, people can decide on their own how they handle it. Now, a bit of romance, and I know you feel like that I shouldn't have done this, but I just think it's wonderful when people have a magical relationship, and some of them ended in tragedy, they marry, but (laughs) it's saying that (laughs) it is something that those of us who are older like to relive in the younger people. And Tanner Spidell was a good sport about this, and uh, Meredith, his girlfriend, is uh, quite the catch for a fisherman. So we put out how would he hook her, or he'd fish for her till she catches him, however you want to put it. And who was our winner of the contest? Andy Wubker, I believe is how it's pronounced. He's got a, one of those last names I'm not sure exactly on, but he went through on our Facebook page, gave us the life story five years ago on how he did it to his now wife, and uh, I think they've got a couple little ones now and and living the life and likes fish and hunting. He's an outdoorsy guy, so yeah. Well, it's sure nice if you have a uh, a girlfriend uh, if they turn into a wife as well who loves the outdoors and doesn't uh, dislike it when you go fishing, or even better yet, goes fishing with you. How Tanner has to do it. This is exactly how the advice he gave him. He doesn't have to do it this way. But uh, just I think uh, Andy just did the old went out fishing, and the fish weren't biting, and uh, did the old tackle box trick with the ring in it. So I do like that. That's a That's a good way to do it. I saw one the other day on Facebook. That is the exact opposite of this. The guy is fishing off the dock. The girlfriend takes a banana. And inside the banana, she slides a pregnancy test. And then she puts it on her hook. And then she puts it in the water. And then she says to the boyfriend, Oh, oh, I've got something on my hook. Can you get it off? And so... He pulls it up, and he said, well, it's a banana. And then he looks at it, and he went, oh, my God. And it was a positive pregnancy test. (laughs) Oh, boy. Not the fishing he was looking for probably at the time. 
No, I'd throw that one back. But that's pretty cute on her part, and I suppose, you know, that's like the Oklahoma marriage proposal. You're what? But I'm sure that that's not going to happen in the case of Tanner and the girlfriend. So we wish them well, and uh, we hope that they'll report into us uh, if and when their event occurs so that Bob can have a wedding shower. Yeah, exactly. We'll have them on. Yeah, yeah. You know, one time I had a guy that I was working with, and he was going to marry. And so we had a tool shower for him. And all the guys showed up and brought a tool. But do you know what the ultimate tool is to give to the uh, the, the groom before the wedding? No. A stud finder. Oh, God. <laughs> I think most of your jokes are just like, oh, God. <laughs> I know. That's the best I'm going to get from you. That well, Bob, tell me, about, tell me about the store right now. You're selling a lot of deer tags. Uh, you've got everybody lined up. How long does it take for you to get a deer tag ready for somebody so, if they come in? After us printing them, uh, this, we're in the groove now, Ken. We can get them in and out. Um, we double check that that's what they need, uh, and then they have to sign their license. Which we can get you done in about a minute or two if you're if you're not on the phone with a podcast guy um, doing a podcast. We got some customers here for tags, but um, it doesn't take too long. We'll get you set up. Uh, guys will be coming in last minute. It's just a it's a guy thing. We just wait till the last minute. So it was awesome to see some guys early in the week and get them taken care of, but. We'll be selling them up till five o'clock tonight, and we'll be selling them tomorrow morning too. So now on Facebook, as we go on through, and the ice gets thick enough to fish, you're going to post it, aren't you? Oh yeah, we'll keep we'll keep in touch. It's not going to be for a little bit, Ken. I'm telling the guys to get their boats back out um, that haven't winterized. Go fishing. Ice fishing will be uh, will be a little bit delayed for us this year uh, around mid mid December, I would say. Another couple weeks, we should be good. What people are doing is getting their stuff out, getting their sleds out, coming in, getting their uh, reels relined, getting their snaps broke that broke on their augers, just all that replacement stuff, getting a few jigs. We actually had a guys, and I'm going to talk to you quick about the St. Paul Ice Show. We had some guys going up to that this morning. They stop in here, get a few things, and then they go up. Everybody should go to that at least once. It's one of the biggest uh, ice shows in the nation, probably the biggest. And Les Cooney, remember Les with the tackle box, he talked with him. He just interrupted our conversation. He's going up there, and he's really good friends with the guy from Clam. So next week I'd like to have him on to tell us about that St. Paul show and how it went, and he's going to get us that connection for next week. But the biggest show in the nation, St. Paul I show, um, Brian from Widowmaker will be there. Just if you haven't been up, just go go uh go up there it's a it's craziness uh people and then just the displays but a lot of folks going up to that this weekend too and for those of you hunting deer be safe make sure that uh, you know what you're aiming at and uh follow the rules and uh dnr is out but they generally are in an advisory capacity unless they need to do something further and they're there to help you if you have any questions about cwd in deer Bob, your place is open 6 a.m. to 5 p.m., except 6 to 3 on Sunday, every day of the week on the south end of Guttenberg. I hope you uh, you make it through. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Have a good first season deer hunting. <laughs>